0: Is Mita short for? Uh, I was christened
1: Margaret Mary, but oh, I'm called okay. after an aunt. And when they brought me to the church to be christened, parish priest said, Mita's not a saint's name. So they had to come up with something quickly. And so Margaret Mary is what UCD called me.
2: Oh, um- <laughs> oh my God, yeah. that's gas. They're like, no, we don't like that name. Pick another one. Yeah. good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to episode one of season three of the Vet Space Ireland podcast with your hosts, myself, Michelle Maguire, and Hazel Mullen. As ever, our main aim is to entertain, inform, engage, inspire. And we'd like to just let you know that the production of this episode is very kindly supported by Lloyd and Cowan Recruitment. So please support them because they support us. So our special
0: guest today on our first episode of series three is Mita Osborne, an equine vet based in Kildare, a stud owner, and former senior steward of the Turf Club, and also a board member of Horse Racing Ireland, and stay tuned to hear about our latest undertaking of a Masters in Animal Welfare. Hello Mita, and welcome to the Vetspace Podcast. It's an absolute honour to have you on here, and how are you? I'm good, and I'm I'm honoured to be here, so it's great. Oh, thank you. You came up to me at a Cow Signals course lately, and you said, Hazel, I love your podcast. And I was like, oh, what? Uh, and the Vets Facebook. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so honoured. I was like, I'm going to tell Michelle. Um, so I was delighted. It made my day. It was um, very early in the morning, so it was nice, right, to, yeah. nice to hear it. But um, it, was kind of,
1: it was a kind of a... Uh, apt thing because I had been listening to a, one of your podcasts on the way down to Kilkenny so yeah um, and there amazing. you were in person so I thought gosh this <laughs> bit of the you know, fangirl stuff so oh god <laughs> I don't
0: know I think I was probably fangirling a little bit but <laughs> but Mita tell everyone your story so far oh on my your veterinary journey
1: okay uh where do I start well I I'm a 1983 um U C D graduate. I'm drinking my tea tonight from my class of eighty three mug. Ooh, um, oh, very good. Shout out to the class. We're, uh, we were, we great crack. It was a great time. Um, we're still. We have re- reunions every five years, and we have a WhatsApp group that is active. Which is great. So, yeah. Shout out to the class. Um, class of eighty three. I had grown up. My dad was a vet. Uh, grew up on the National Stud, which is a wonderful place to grow up. So I suppose I always had a leaning towards horses. And if you are interested in horses, certainly back then, if you wanted a job or a career or a profession in horses, veterinary was one of the few options. Um, so it's kind of, I, I, I tell people I really didn't have the imagination to do anything else. I just, veterinary seemed to be the logical thing. Um, I was, you know, obviously reasonably good in school. I got the points. And then I had the shock of my life because I got into veterinary and discovered I was only mid-division. I was a very ordinary student (laughs) um, but I enjoyed college life and uh, graduated three, worked in England first for about 18 months in a mixed practice bit of everything. Then went to Kentucky for a while because my parents were living out there and I thought it might be handy to do the exams to be qualified to practice in Kentucky so I did my national boards, my state boards and met my husband-to-be um, while I was out there studying and uh, so I stayed out, stayed in the States for uh, I suppose two years and then we got engaged we got married, came home to get married basically and had the option I suppose of either going back to the States or staying in Ireland uh, he was doing a Masters in Equine Nutrition he had just finished it and could have stayed on for a PhD, I could have got a job in one of the big equine practices in Kentucky, you know, Root and Riddle or, or Haggards um, but we decided to come home and we were probably mad because that was 1987, which everyone was leaving this country. Do you know what I mean? It was it was crazy mm-hmm. times. Anyway, came home and worked in Cork for mm, eight or nine months. Uh, really enjoyed that. Loved. Of work, course he with my did. Boy, loved Cork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then came back to Kildare because Dermot got a job managing a stud farm here in Kildare and been here ever since. Uh kind of drifted in because my bent was, I suppose, was repro stud work. So drifted into that quite early on. It's, you know, seasonal work. It's, it's hard going for the six months of the breeding season. And then, you know, it's, 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 you know, much quieter than the rest of the year. So those kids came along, they were all born in the off season. Um, and yeah, and then Dermot and I set up a stud farm ourselves in 2000 and 2002. Uh, so we have that. That's in leash. We still live in Nace, so life is a bit complicated. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm still, I'm still plugging away as a as a reprovet in the season, and then doing stuff with Germany in the off season, and various other things that keep. I, I I have a. I don't like not being busy, so I'm always I always have some sort of projects on the go.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, that's that's about it. Me and my life.
0: And can you tell us about your latest project that uh, that you were telling me about at the cow signals? <laughs>
1: so um I said I was a very moderate student in college and but at the same time I always I like my my passion in life is probably reading I love reading I love I think I would have been a librarian if I hadn't been a vet I would have been a librarian
2: great choice
1: yeah and I you know I always had my head I'd love to do a master's and I've two my kids have done masters the last couple of years Dermot has one and I was kind of been a bit left out so (laughs) I had some uh, health issues in 2019 and I had to take six weeks off um, and just, I couldn't drive, couldn't go anywhere. And I did an online course with Valerie Yonkir Sheehy, who's an Irish vet based in Holland, uh, in, on animal behaviour and welfare. Really enjoyed that and thought, mm, maybe I could do something. Then I went looking around and I saw a course, at the, an online master's programme, but you can do it in chunks with the University of Edinburgh. So I signed up for that. Um, actually, <laughs> the thing about that was, the, I thought I could just press a button. There I go, I'm enrolled. But you have to get your transcript from UCD, you have to get your grades from each year, you have to get the paper version. And this is all during COVID. So it was a little bit harder uh, than I realized. But anyway, signed up. And so I started that last September. So I'm a year into it now. Originally, I was going to do the chunk version, which is a, called a postgraduate professional development. So you can do a course here and a course there. Mm-hmm. And then I said, look, I'll, I'll go for it. So I'm aiming for the master's track, if you like. So I have one year down, another, i mean the middle, or started the second year, and then next year will be dissertation year. So, yeah, and wow. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, it's, yeah, it's it, they're they're great, it's, it, the way they do it, the way it's the course, the material is presented and the resources we get. We have lecturers from all over. You can imagine, because it's online and have been running it for about 10 years, they really have access to all the top people in the welfare field, so... It's fascinating stuff, and I'm really glad I'm I'm, I'm doing it. So yeah, it's great um, to see you. Yeah. Did you
2: say, Misha? Sorry, I can't. I don't know if you said it there or because you and I were talking about it earlier before we came online. Um, the what the Masters is in is it? It's in what what you're doing? Oh, sorry, online. sorry. Yeah. So
1: yes, so it's actually it's, it's called it's international animal welfare ethics and law. Brilliant. And I suppose the other reason I got into it was that, and Michelle and I were talking about this earlier. I've been involved in racing politics and regulation for about the last 10, 12 years. And I I was really conscious of the fact I came into it as a vet wearing a veterinary hat, thinking that there would be more of an awareness of welfare and the pressures that racing was potentially under from on the welfare front from people who didn't really know what we did and just assumed everything was bad about how we look after horses. And I realised that there was a kind of a defensiveness when welfare was mentioned and I thought part of that is because people don't have the language or the tools to to you know, talk about it to people so and I looked around and said who else is doing this and there weren't many other people that you know were so anyway, I said look I'll, I'll give it a go um and I'll see what I can learn um, and see if I can kind of disseminate or spread whatever I'm I'm picking up so yeah so so
0: far so good.
2: Yeah, that's really interesting, me because it sounds as... like it's very. <coughs> Go on, Hazel.
0: No, I was just going to say it sounds like it's very broad. Mm, you mm. know, it kind of and do you put a focus on an equine, you know, any of your no. assignments? No. No.
1: So my, my first assignment, my first assignment was on Well, I picked the topic based on what we've been getting lectures on. I picked uh, I looked at whether you could make baby pigs happier by playing recordings of happy barking baby pigs.
2: <laughs> Very and, and interesting.
1: Yeah, it really was. And the next one was on the ethics of killing surplus zoo animals. You know, again, I hadn't oh. even thought about these topics before. Yeah. So it's it's been, fat. I did I did do in my last module, which was equitation science, I did an assignment on starting stalls and whether learning theory is used in how tra- horses are trained to go into starting stalls or break from starting stalls. And, you know, that was that was an interesting and obviously more relevant to my to my my real life. But uh, yeah, Um, the other thing I would say that and this struck me very early in the course, you go in as a vet thinking, sure, I know all about welfare, (laughs) but a healthy animal that doesn't necessarily have good welfare. Obviously, if their health is impaired, they won't have good welfare. But you can have a physically healthy animal who mentally or behaviorally is actually not well at all. So I, I, I thought vets were the answer to welfare, and actually we were only a small part of the, of the, uh, of the subject. And that was a, an eye-opener for me. Um, because there's people on the course out, there, there's vets, there's zookeepers, there's lawyers, there's uh, vet nurses, there's lab techs, you know a whole, whole range of people. and they're all everyone contributes. There's a lot of online discussion and yeah, it's, I find it really, really interesting.
2: And it's really it's, it's really relevant, I think, meter in the time, you know, in, in the current climate um, yeah. for all aspects. I mean, as you Absolutely. mentioned, racing is always under a bit of a spotlight and it's rarely from the people within racing because we all know how well the animals are looked after. Exactly. Yeah. Um, com- you know, food animal is always under under the spotlight. And I mean, companion animal welfare is just changed Dramatically in the last twenty years in Ireland, you know, things that were considered acceptable oh. before are, you know, they're they're treated like children now. So yeah. it really is. Um... Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm doing my module this, this term. Sorry, my uh, my module this
1: term is is international cat and dog welfare, and I was just listening to a lecture today about animals used in assistance. Uh, sorry, yeah, animal assisted interactions. So that could be. You know, animals bringing brought into care homes, or um, it could be uh, any sort of situation where an animal is used to enhance the health of a human. And you know, we don't think about the welfare impacts that might have on the animal. We might say, "Oh, that's wonderful! Look how the child is, you know, is learning to speak because of Fido's interaction." But what about Fido, who's working very hard with that, with that? child picking up on the mother's frustration and getting stressed himself you know it's oh there's so much to it it's it's fascinating
2: yeah that is i find that really fascinating in our practice you know we are um what's called fear free it was an american concept so basically it's Mm. where you Mm. um Mm. You try, and their their concept is that it's not just about the physical well being, but that the emotional well being of the pet is brought into it as well. So that mm-hmm. you adapt your mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. ways of doing things, so that every you know. So the dog needs its nails clipped. You don't just muzzle it and hold it down and get it done. You say, right, how can we make this yeah. so yeah. it's not horrendous yeah. for the pet because he really really doesn't want to have it done. Um, yes. And it does have a massive. Yes. Um, it, it has such a huge impact on the human. Uh, pet bond even for owners um Mm -hmm. you know yeah like we have people saying that god my dog absolutely pulls me from the car into your practice whereas before it was the minute I put him into the boot he knew where he was going and it was shaking and you know and that's that's so nice you know to have that different approach Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and think about it that that animal was or sorry that owner was fearful because they knew that the, the stress and trauma there was going to be and get the dog from the car into the surgery and now their owner is stress-free so the dog picks up on the stress freeness and yeah. everyone's happy it's it's
2: uh, yeah really really good there's a yeah i suppose there's a lot of sides and, to welfare as you as you said it's not just about the animals unwell making it well will increase the welfare i suppose yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's
2: fascinating well
0: well done Mita. because i i i'm actually doing my certificate through edinburgh as well and we um yeah I totally concur with you with all the things that you had to get as a prerequisite to try to get in um and it did like you literally thought you could sign up and then the next day start I think it was like three months by the time I got everything exactly, together exactly, yeah. <laughs> but it is nice to do I know like you know doing it, further education is not you know a uh, compulsory thing of our, our our profession but it is it is nice it, it, I didn't go back to do to do it until I was six years graduated seven years even and do you know what it, it is stressful trying to balance mm-hmm. it all with a full-time job and everything but it is it is quite nice and I've one more module left in February and then I I graduate or get my yeah. certificate so yeah,
1: brilliant
0: yeah. I yeah. might go on and do you can you might, I might go on and do the master's route, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. And they're really, they're so supportive, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, um, they feel like a, a new family, you know, so. Uh, yeah. So
0: anyone though, check out Edinburgh. Yeah. They've, um, they're definitely doing a lot more postgraduate things yeah. at the moment. So it's mm-hmm. great.
2: And since COVID now with all the online um, access to things, it's far more accessible for people. Isn't it as well? These Yes. Yeah. post-grad um, yeah. Yeah. courses sorry yeah. Hazel I interrupted you again
1: I, pro- I probably missed the social interaction a bit you know so I say se- <laughs> I think my family think I'm mad I've set up a virtual uh, common room for for, <laughs> for our course Oh, that's
2: very good.
1: Just so that there's it's on Teams, just so that people yeah. can there's somewhere if they have a picture of their pet or they have had a funny Friday or whatever they can there's somewhere where every all the different year groups can uh, can interact. Um, so because I I that bit I miss. I do have one friend I've made uh, who I've never even met. She's a large animal vet from. Uh, from Norfolk so shout out to Emily um, and we kind of back and forth on WhatsApp and compare you know in fact I had started doing a module in this term in laboratory animal medicine and she or welfare and she texted me she said where are you why aren't you in cats and dogs and I don't know why I was in lab animals but anyway I had a rush of blood to the head <laughs> and she said, surely cats and dogs are far more relevant to equine you know because they're horses are companion animals as well so it made far more sense so I switched um within a week. But yeah. So
0: Emily was looking out for you. Emily,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah I was like, so. Get away
0: from the rats. Come <laughs> on. Oh no,
1: we have we have one girl on the course and she rats are her thing. She um she absolutely
0: she has four pet rats. And yep yeah, so you get every sort.
2: <laughs> no, thank you.
0: Oh Mita, that's so nice. I can tell from like even your conversations there about know your whatsapp with your college friends and and obviously you're now your new new master friends that like connection and and friendship means a lot to you
1: yeah 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 it it, it, yeah absolutely um well that's why you know i think when you were when when you when you gave me the preview of the questions one of them was about life advice for young grads or and i suppose i think that's one thing the veterinary world is a small world and it's and it's a friendly world and you should make you know keep up those connections and keep in contact with your classmates and reach out to people because you'll always be welcome you know um and i, I yeah it's yeah look, I, I just like making those connections and finding finding common links with people so yeah
0: and since we're on new grads, have you any other advice for new grads on what <laughs> I, to do and what not to do? <laughs>
1: I'm sure. I'm sure ten people ahead of me have said the one about facing the car for home. You know, don't no. don't, don't park the car where you have to do a five point turn in the yard. <laughs> have you messed you something up? You
0: know? No, I think you're the first to say that now. Yeah, that's, that's very good
2: advice, said. actually. Mm, very <laughs> good. The car for home. <laughs> turn the car oh, yeah. for home get yeah. out of town get always out. face Dodge. the car for home um <laughs> misha what would you say then um i mean there are many and everyone has different opinions on it but what in your opinion are the biggest challenges facing the veterinary industry at present
1: oh, gosh you know I, I i should say again shout out to you two for the podcast it's really really good and really interesting and you know everyone's talking about the challenges of staffing you know uh, getting young vets, the burnout, the hours, the out of hours, just getting veterinary nurses. And I just wonder, and it's, it's not, I don't know what we can do about it, but I think we've probably over the last 35, years, 40 years, whatever, 50 years, undersold ourselves. Um, we, large animal practice was subsidized totally by the state schemes, whose loss eradication, TV testing. We didn't charge properly for our clinical acumen, clinical services, And we're reaping the unfortunate rewards of that and we probably I don't know, I'm not as I'm really not as up up to speed on the small animal side, Um, but I think we possibly missed a trick. We probably could have seen what was happening in the UK. I always think we're 10 years behind um, developments in the UK. And, you know, you you see small animal practice over there and you wonder, did we miss out on, on pitching it at a at a at a higher level? Maybe we had to evolve the way we did. And I, I look, I was very impressed. I listened to your to Ciaran Jones. Yes. I mean, that was, you know, he was inspiring, you know, yeah. he'd come home and say what he's doing, what's happening in, in, in Galabi is as good as anywhere he's worked, you know. Um, but uh you know the long hours the antisocial hours the weekend work it's um it's 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 a, it's a hard sell unless people are really committed to it and even then life gets in the way you know you can be as committed as you want but still you know you've kids and you've childcare responsibilities and you have mortgages and it's just I, I look i don't have an answer i wish i had um
2: um I think that's very um, poignant what you said there at the beginning, Mita. Like that's something that I would talk to people about a lot in practice. You know, communicating costs to owners, especially in companion animal, mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. it's getting better, but there is certainly still, yeah. you know, the, the day it, it went on for so long where everything was twenty euros, yeah. and as you said, completely subsidized by large yeah. animal work, factory um, or whatever. The, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's just it's not yeah. it's not sustainable the, the level of care that's expected now from pet owners is not it cannot be provided for 20 euro you know no. what i mean and also no, people
1: years, the grown.
2: amount of people that think that it that it's it's going to be their pet care is going to be subsidized by the government in some way and and you know it's like right. do you know how much will it cost to have my bitch spayed this much and can i get can i claim for that somewhere i'm yeah. a pensioner yeah no unfortunately we don't get any money from the government <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah, it's, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. we do have oh, a absolutely. lot of work yeah. in changing mindsets and, and explaining that you yeah. know it is private health care and right. um yep. it's private health care exactly. exactly and pet ownership yeah. is is a responsibility with, you know yeah. and hope co- you, you need to make sure you can afford yeah. their health insurance as long with their their kibble yes. when you're when you're buying a pet exactly
1: exactly, exactly. um and 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 i suppose it's veterinary now, is not there's a lot of it that's lifestyle related as opposed to you know illnesses, you know, illnesses, infectious diseases, or injuries, or whatever. A lot of it is stuff we've done to the, the animals because of the way we keep them and mine them, and yet try to get that message across to people that you know things wouldn't be like this if you had exercise more and you know cut down on the treats or whatever it might be it's it's gosh there's a lot of psychology involved too isn't
2: there yeah definitely yeah all client communication is a a skill all in itself and Mm -hmm. and that I find can be very disheartening to vets and nurses and everyone in practice and you've had a really hard day and you know then you have a challenging owner and you know you might have put all your time and effort into keeping their pet alive and then they're they don't want to pay their bill or they you know like that's very disheartening yeah. Yeah. um yeah so look it's just yeah. another side of it i suppose yeah. it's yeah. it's um but it is getting better for sure um you know i always say to people never compete on price only on standard
1: oh absolutely yeah i, I couldn't yeah i couldn't agree more and don't apologize for your price no and don't apologize ever. for doing the, ve- the best job yeah. possible you know that's
2: no no don't sell yourself short yeah if you can always yeah, stand over a long work.
0: time took me a long time to realize that as well because I definitely had that oh sure 20 euro there <laughs> I don't know like I don't know what <laughs> yeah. my, my opinion is worth and it takes a while to yeah, yeah. To, you know yeah. but hopefully the newer like students are coming out with with values that their opinion really matters so yes. you know it's, yeah. Um, it's important yeah. yeah. and Mita what do you do outside of all of your master studying and repro work what do you do to unwind
1: oh i don't know i go into
0: swans for coffee oh we'll meet in Swans someday we'll meet in swans for coffee someday so yeah nice friends yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah i um i love reading reading is my is my happy place You know, i just have always been a reader so that's that's what i do i i go on twitter probably more than i should um I I have a Depop shop. Shout out for my
0: Depop shop. Um, um, Check out Mita's Depop shop. (laughs) What's on the Depop shop, Mita? What's on the Depop shop? i tell you what I
1: did. Now, it's it's only a new thing. Just a bit of fun. I have a lot of clothes that I've collected over the years going racing. Mm. Some vintage stuff. And lovely things. Like really, I thought, you know, things I really enjoyed wearing. Um, Let's say the body shape has changed a bit and so um i think they deserve a new home i'd love to see them have a new home so they're up there for anyone to browse and peruse. Oh. anyway yeah, oh that's so, really nice. So what, what we look
0: what we look on how
1: do so we find Minetta it net attire m-e-t-a-t-t-i-r-e
0: oh very good name <laughs> tire oh yeah <laughs> tire yeah
2: lovely tire.
1: oh so um i don't know what else i go racing obviously time with the kids uh like nice meal out you know um mm-hmm. Yeah, travel what, when we could.
2: What are you into reading, Mita? Everything oh, no. or is I there, have you got you, a particular genre? Or? No,
1: Um, I alternate, generally alternate fiction, non-fiction. I'm currently reading Donald Ryan, uh, A Low and Quiet Place, is that what it's called? Um, I am also at, have a, a book on the go, uh, Some We Love, Some We Hate, Some We Eat. So that's kind of, it's about the different attitudes we have towards animals depending on our you know what what so rats for example some of them are laboratory animals some of them are vermin and some of them are pets um mm-hmm. so that's kind of course or you know, college related but uh, it's it's an easy read um i always have something on the go um generally a physical book not a big kindle fan but uh, if i'm on holidays well you have to take you know you take the kindle um yeah i don't know i the day seems <laughs> The, the days seem to be filled um i'm not a great um i'm not as good at the self-care stuff maybe as i should be um i don't know um i
0: you look fabulous here now i'm looking at you <laughs> like, oh, your hair stuff <laughs> <laughs> i
1: just got my hair cut
0: that's self-care so you're, no, you're you know
1: it's different it's different from when you met me in, in Kilkenny because i <laughs> yeah we were going to paris for the weekend for the big race meeting there and I went oh, to the yeah. hairdresser I said, I need a sharp haircut for Paris. So, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and where is your favourite place to go racing? Oh, I mean, no,
1: there's a, that's a good one. So. Good
0: question. a very good question. Because, I'm getting good this now, Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: Dermot, my husband is chair of NACE race course. Oh, so I have to say NACE. Yes. Um, but I do like the Cora. And then abroad, um, Love Royal Ascot, fabulous racing, you know, it's all done so brilliantly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Longchamp Paris this this past weekend is a fabulous weekend as well so oh, yeah wow. um yeah no it's, it's uh, but then okay, I, I, I I I'm not I'm partial to anything I go to you know what I mean I'll go to Gorn I'll go to Galway I'll go to Wexford. Mm-hmm. I'll go wherever.
0: Tell um, us more about Longchamp did you go like is it near Par- the city of Paris or? Yeah it's on the
1: edge it's kind of it'd be like if it was in knock you know it's on the edge of a big park called the Bois du Boulogne and uh So it's, you know, the equivalent of being in Lock versus the city centre. So, yes, you get a taxi out and it's all very chic and very stylish. Um, Mm. I think the four group ones on Sunday and they had two group ones on Saturday. And Our two daughters joined us and our son Jack. So, yeah, one one son wasn't with us. But, yes, that was nice with a bit of a catch up as well. And lots of Irish go. So
2: Really? Yes. There's a big cohort there I saw on the Mm. social media.
1: Yes, yeah, I put up a tweet um, as we were coming in the airport yesterday morning, uh, the guy ahead of us, well, a few people ahead of us in the queue that was snaking around to check-in, he was carrying a trophy. And it was uh, the guys, the people who owned, um, what's it called, a case of us, a case of you, a case of you, the winner of the Prix trained by Ada McGuinness. So that was, uh, I just put that, that photo up on Twitter and it got a great, great response.
0: Very so, good, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm a bit afraid of Twitter, so I stay off it.
1: No, <laughs> no, Twitter fine. can be a volatile just, just place. Curate
0: out,
1: I don't know, curate out the people that you don't want. Yeah, I mean. there are some awful, but I just ignore them. and block them. Um, it's but, a great. I think it's really good for in breaking news, instant news, yes. to kind of know. And there are some people that I follow. So
2: uh-huh. I have like to every- admit, It is good for that. You do you can get things quite instantly. Um. Yeah. Updates, it's very good for that. Mm. Um, but definitely I think Instagram is a much more positive place, but different yeah, format yeah, I know you're
1: a big Instagram fan, so I'm coming
2: around, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a great think- vet, veterinary community on Instagram as well, I think. Um mm. which yeah. kind of helps as well. It's not yeah. as not as much less shared, I suppose. I suppose you've got a bit more you can share a bit more on Instagram. So where are we now but yeah, well, the visual? where are we now Sorry. um I think mine must be a bit I've i I've, on
0: I've one more question re-racing go. where do you get all the style for all these fancy race meetings have you got a stylist because <laughs> if I had to go to the race meeting in the morning I would have nothing to wear that's a lie oh gosh
1: <laughs> that would put me on the spot <laughs> I don't even know. Kildare Village.
0: There's a big... Kildare um, Village.
1: Yeah, Kildare Village. Um, uh, a friend of mine, Nessa, had a great shop in Newbridge, Vanity Fair. Uh, she's closed now, but she has. she's great on Instagram, actually. She's really well worth following. Okay. Um, Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair, yeah. She may not be called Vanity Fair on, on, on Instagram now, but she, she does great stuff about body you know that it's not about your 12 or your 16 it's it's buying clothes to suit you uh, um, yes. body shape and she's just she's very positive um she's been a great uh, she was great during lockdown she has some really really good stuff that will cheer you up you know what's
0: her nessa did you nessa, say is it
1: oh yeah um let me see if i can find her all about read.
0: body positivity as well is this is uh, yeah. this
1: is how we spend our we spend our time uh
0: this could be one of your life lessons, is it? Um that could, we we could go with that into that one next, maybe, Michelle. Yeah. What's that? Life lessons. <laughs>
1: life lessons. I, okay. Her, I, I suppose you're in as no. Oh gosh. that happens. Mm, I'm struggling here because she's a few kind of um she's a few You
0: can put her in uh, the show notes.
1: Privacy <laughs> things. Do
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, I will, I oh, guess. Yes, I know. So life yeah. lessons, Mita, what 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 have you learned along the way? Well lots more to learn though, but Yeah, absolutely. I I
1: Oh look, life, I, I think life gets gets better as you get older. I'm you know, maybe other people go the other way, but uh you know, when you start out you're you're unsure of what you're unsure about and it's all that uh, lack of confidence and that comes with age and practice and you know experience um so things don't aren't as daunting um I suppose put yourself in other people's shoes you know whether it's the client or you know your boss or whoever it is and think about what they're going through when they're giving you the hard time maybe they're having stuff going on
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I think if I was to have it put it in, in one word or one it's it's try stay curious you know because if you're curious you'll never be bored um that was if you're curious you're thinking what's going on in her head that she's getting on to me like that you know so yeah. immediately you're taking it out of yourself and you're and you're looking at it from from the other person's point of view so uh, i think your curiosity is a, probably an underrated skill or resource or you know something that uh, is well worth cultivating yeah, that. that's,
2: that's awesome. really nice yeah i like that as well mm. very poignant i sound wiser
0: than i actually <laughs> Oh no, no you're very wise me
2: very wise me don't wise. be
0: selling yourself short now and when we meet in swans <laughs> i want all this uh <laughs> <laughs> curiosity and knowledge yeah, yeah. oh that's no, so even going to swans and you see all the stuff from all over the world and you wonder know. you know why do they pick that olive oil and you know so yeah mm, yeah it's a great little shop to go it's into our safe. our it's a, a delicatessen and mm-hmm. yeah it's a bit of everything it's, Yeah, it's, and it's an institution here in Nice actually yeah yeah i would yeah. say mm. your so, funniest story maybe michelle <laughs> wouldn't we? yeah go okay. for it i'm dying for this my, one my funny story is from
1: a long time ago from my my first job in 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 practice in england and it was a mixed practice small animals and horses and and uh cattle and the whole thing and in nottinghamshire in england
0: oh, and nottingham
1: I was in. Uh, I was on evening surgeries and you know, the usual, yeah, you know, uh, vaccinations and anal glands and all that. And then, anyway, a client came in with a snake oh. that hadn't eaten for three or four weeks. Now, it certainly hadn't eaten for long enough that he was concerned. I knew nothing about snakes, <laughs> but he said that cat or the snake hadn't eaten for a long time. And he thought there was something wrong with it. And I thought, right, okay, let's check out this <laughs> So anyway, we took an x-ray of the snake and the snake had a broken jaw. So, you know, that's oh. fair enough. That's why it hasn't eaten. Um, and, but I'm still saying, what the hell do I do? So anyway, I said to the nurse outside, I said, what do we do now? She said, oh, another a hospital 20 miles away. They normally take all our exotics. I said, Grant, we'll refer the snake to the hospital for the surgery. That's fine. So I went back into the client and explained what we were going to do. And he said, Grant, he says, well, sure, I'll take him home and I can go over to wherever the hospital is in in the morning. I Mm -hmm. said, yeah, yeah, we'll make the phone calls. But anyway, between the jigs and the reels, we then decided, no, we'd keep the snake overnight and we'd keep it in the fridge um, to reduce its metabolic rate that would be better prepared for surgery that's all fine and I come down in the morning and I'm on surgery in the morning and there's a few bitch spays and the usual story on the whiteboard and then there is repair fractured jaw on snake I said I thought that was going to the hospital and uh, the nurse said no 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 he decided uh, he wanted you to do it I said I can't I would not know where to start and I said where's Richard who's the small animal boss oh no Richard's on a day's leave I said, I can't believe this is happening. (laughs) I did my couple of bitch bays. I'm thinking, what? Where do I start with this? I have no idea. Um, (laughs) Anyway, came to the snake's turn (laughs) to operate it on. And I go to the fridge to take out the snake's in a pillowcase. And I took up the pillowcase, put it on. At the table, reached in in trepidation. This was not, I was out of my comfort zone when it reached in in trepidation. They had coiled up a Hoover hose, <laughs> put it in the pillowcase overnight. The snake was in the hospital 20 miles away. Oh my they set God. Me up
0: completely. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I never learned. I never learned how to do, how to repair
1: a fractured jaw on a snake.
0: <laughs> oh my god, genius! <laughs> and and I, I
2: played you, You were born to tackle it. You were like, right, sure right. We'll get on with it. You know what else? Uh, to do?
0: <laughs> I probably would have been like, ring that hospital and tell them we'll be down in a minute. <laughs> I'll drive it myself. <laughs> oh, oh for play putting your hand into the bag as well yeah as oh well i would have been like oh jesus oh <laughs> so wasn't the vet nurses set you up then or was it totally vet? totally and utterly her name oh is tina God. shout out to tina <laughs> genius <God>. excellent <laughs> Oh, you must got such a fright! Oh, I tell you, I'm still <laughs> get the heebie-jeebies even thinking about it now. Oh, <laughs> I, I died. Sure it was a good. It was a happy ending, though, wasn't it? It was. Like, I'm sure you know, it was a happy ending. Yeah. Sure <laughs> um, oh, but that's great. But no, Nita, we've absolutely loved speaking with you. You're just a breath of fresh air and just a wonderful person. Like I just think that you've so many stories. I'd say yeah, that's what happens when you get to my age. That's all you have is stories. I know. Yeah. Like, you've, I'd say now I'd meet you at a race meeting, would be a good crack.
2: <laughs> I'd say, like, more like at a hotel bar. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. we should you get, get the stories <laughs> out. And
0: just before you go, did you enjoy the Cow Signals course that I met you on? Did I
1: enjoy it? I loved yeah.
0: it. So, no, I just yeah. had a notion that, so,
1: Cow Signals, um, Michelle, is this idea that we, we, we often look at animals, we don't see them, and we're trying to see what we should be look, trying to see what they're telling us, because they're telling us things without telling us. So cow signals is about that. So you see, then you think about what you're seeing, and then you act. And I think as vets, he was at pains to p- point out that we tend to go from the see to the act, and we forget about the think bit in between. So you see a cow with a, with a braided hox, and you reach for the cream or the whatever, to, to a spray or the antibiotic yeah. to sort it out, when in actual fact, it's probably something to do with her environment. So it's the cubicle, the bedding, um, if you just thought about it enough. Um, so I had this notion that cow signals could be... Because I hadn't seen a cow um, for, for 35 years. I mean, I... Was, <laughs> was the closest I could I mean, snake. But um, uh, <laughs> I just thought that Cow signals could have applications in horses. You know the same idea. Horses try to tell us things, but we don't see what they're telling us, and we just act rather than thinking about what they're they're trying to say. So I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was a great day. Those cows were fabulous. So, yeah, yeah.
0: No. You did get the mick taken out of you. Oh, that's the equine vet saying that. <laughs> and in fairness, though, I'll say like you you suggested things that cow vets didn't even notice because you hadn't been in a cow shed in so yeah. many years so you yeah. noticed things like I don't know but things that we would have just taken for granted and yeah. actually Martin was really impressed because he was like oh oh you know, the equine it took the equine vet now to notice that yeah. and uh, it was very funny throughout the day but yeah. um, it was you were a great addition to the it was a kind of an eclectic group of people actually mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. there was a, quite mm-hmm. a few department people practice practicing vets and and mm-hmm. I must say, I thought it was, I thought it was good that, the, that there were so many department people there.
1: Yeah. I thought that was a good reflection on their line managers to say, yes, you know, go yeah. do that course, or go do that workshop.
0: And some of them were specifically kind of welfare based yeah. as well. So it was, exactly. it was a good course for them. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love anything to do with kind of looking at sheds and kind of take, take a step back mm. and mm. taking time to. Yeah. So it was it was great to meet you there.
2: Mm. 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 Yeah. So Mita, we're going to see you speaking now in the very near future, talking all things welfare at some oh, conference.
1: I don't know. We'll see. I have a, a bit to go yet oh. uh, before I'm qualified to do that. But uh, look, it's it's interesting. Um,
2: it sounds I'm, I'm really interesting.
0: It, so that's why I'm why I'm why I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, best to luck with it. You'll be yeah, great.
2: Yeah. Thanks so much, Mita, for coming Mita. on the
0: podcast. you're you're very
1: welcome you're very welcome i really enjoyed it and i really think you're you're doing great great work with the podcast it's uh it's really interesting i i i find myself smiling through most of them you know but there's you know there's serious stuff you cover serious stuff too but it's done in i suppose in a a light-hearted kind of warm way and uh no it's it's very engaging i really really uh, thank thank you. you so much
2: Thank you for listening to the Vetspace Ireland podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and to find out more, go to vetspaceireland.ie. I'd like to give a special thank you to Lloyd and Cowan recruitment for sponsoring this podcast. To find out more about them, you can find a link to their website in the show notes or more information on our website under partners page. And don't forget, if you're listening to this podcast, to tag us on all your social medias at Betspace Ireland
0: and just give us a like and a share and just tell all your friends to have a look.